everybody. My name is Oscar Barkas, and I am here once again online with Sam McFadden. And welcome in, guys, to episode three of the We Love the Pain podcast. We are a self-hate football podcast, especially focused on two of the three worst teams in the NFL, um, and those would be the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Once I, I just want to start off the show by saying it um, it's still wonderful to be a fan of these teams. Yeah, as much as we uh, complain on here about decisions that have been made, it's still fun to be a football fan. I mean, I'm counting down the days. We are six days away six from days NFL away. football. I cannot wait. You know, as a... I'm a big enough football fan to to where I have very personal stake in the football season starting. It's, oh yeah, it it very much like my mood will be my no matter what I'm how I'm feeling before the football season, my mood will be better when football starts. Like every year without fail, it's wonderful. Without fail, the Texans are going to win two games this year, and <laughs> next Thursday is my Christmas. So. Yeah, and Oscar will be watching every single one of those games. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Can't quit it. Oh. All right, well, we've got a pretty special exercise that we're going to do today. We stole it from one of our favorite podcasters, Mina Kimes with ESPN. She and Mike Golick Jr. have been doing a NFL team draft to start the season for the past three seasons. And we'll get into the scoring and how we're going to draft and like what everything's about later, but stick around because that'll be fun uh and then we got some quick questions to start the show sam what do you what do you got for me all right let's jump right into it my question is about the extended season we got 17 games now instead of 16 do you think we're gonna do you think there's gonna be any effects that the fans see on a weekly basis on a season-long basis on, on like do you think we notice how it's different um, from a coaching standpoint, anything like that, like, well, how, do you think we'll see it be any played any differently because of that extra game? I think there's a pretty big debate about, like, amongst players and amongst analysts about how much it's going to change the way players play and if players are going to get rested more or, it, say, if there's a game where the Bucks are up three touchdowns. Are they going to pull Tom Brady? And I think that in some cases, yes, this may be true with a injury-prone running back or whatever. If, if a team's up big, they're going to pull their studs that they're worried about playing the full season. But every NFL player wants to play every snap. And um, I... I can't say with certainty that one extra game is going to change a whole lot. Uh, what it will change is the week 18 now will be basically a bye week for playoff teams, whereas week 17 was last year. Week 17 is going to have some meaning this year. Right. I was thinking about it, and like it affects having that extra game affects players, obviously. I, the more I think about it, the more I think that it's I don't. I really, I'm having a hard time seeing it as being a large difference from any other season. Um, 
like as as far as like the fan experience from like our perspective watching the game, I don't think we're gonna see that much of a difference. No, what uh, what it does change for the fan experience is more football. So exactly, so I'm, I'm always welcome to that. Selfishly, I am always in on more games. <laughs> yeah. We could have an right. eighty game season all year round. I'd be happy. Yeah, uh, as a advocate for player safety and health, I'm like, okay, maybe we need to limit the amount of games that they're playing, amount of minutes. That the toll that they're going to put on their body, but as a selfish fan, I am very excited. I mean, yeah, and this is just the way the games are going, that the the football's going. Like, I am pretty sure we'll have 18 games in the next six to eight years. Um, and I don't know what the cap on that is. Obviously, there's a cap. You can't have unlimited games in an NFL season. The human body just can't hold up to that, but... I definitely don't think that 17 is the ceiling. No, I, games. I think that that will be included in the next CBA. Whenever that comes around, Absolutely. owners will be pushing for more money. Um, all right, I'm going to do my quick question, and then we'll do an update from my quick question last week. So my, my new quick question is, if Brady wins the MVP this year, the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP, does he retire? And this is something that's only happened seven times. I'm not sure the complete list list of names, but I know that it is something that has not happened a whole lot in Super Bowl history. But what do you think? Um, Okay, wins MVP, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl MVP all in one season, does he retire? Uh, I think certainly makes it a higher percentage chance that he walks away from the game. However, Tom Brady doesn't seem like the kind of guy that is waiting for the perfect season to walk away. I agree. It kind of seems like he's the type of guy where he is going to keep playing until he doesn't want to play anymore. And whether he wins the Super Bowl or not this year, he's going to want to keep playing next year. Is yeah. What? When... When does that come that he wants I mean, to stop The way playing? he's looked the last year, I mean, and if it's to believe that he was injured all of last year, the way he looked last year, the way he looked um, briefly this preseason, I mean, he looks like he can play until he's 50. Right. So, he's always said 45. Well, he said 40 for a long time, and now he's 44 or whatever. Right. I he's mean, said 45 for a couple seasons, and now it's like, man, why stop there? It doesn't... You're, it does not Superman. matter at all what he says anymore. Like, it just holds no weight. And I don't yeah. think I don't think he knows when he's going to retire. I don't um, think so either. And honestly, I, I don't think he's planning for that. I think I think Tom Brady is at the point where he. I think this is last year with the Bucks. Last year, not not last year with the Bucks, but last year in his contract. There might be one yes. more year. Not sure. There's um, one voidable year after this, but right, I think yeah. they'd have to I think, negotiate. I think he very much takes it one season at a time. And at the end of each season, he makes a decision. That's fair. Season, which, you know, who's going to blame him? I think it's yeah. the perfect way for a guy like that to go back. For sure. I agree. Yeah, I, um, I think you're right. I think it makes it a lot more likely. If he does all of that, I mean, he's already the GOAT, but there's just there is very little that would uh there's very little that could happen that would have to change his goat status um 
regardless. Right. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, he's won multiple MVPs. He's won a bunch of Super Bowls. He's won multiple Super Bowl MVPs. If he did it all, if he added one more of each of those this season, I don't think it would make that much of a difference. Yeah, he's passed the accolades. Right. More yeah. About he wants to if win. He enjoys playing football. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Crazy. He's one of one, man. He really is. All right, and then our update on my question last week: I had asked who your predictions for five starters would be. And four of the, those five have been named in, in the week since our last episode. So New Orleans, Jameis Winston was named the starter. We both predicted that. I mean, it would have it would have been pretty crazy of Sean Payton not to pick Jameis based on the preseason he had. New England, huge surprise. And we'll talk about that in a little bit in the news. Mac Jones was named starter. Uh, Denver was the one that we were really up in the air about. We were yeah. unsure. And we did both pick Drew Locke, but they went with Teddy Bridgewater. No fault to them. Um, Teddy looked great this preseason. Um, and and I think that that's more about Vic Fangio just trying to keep his job. Probably. Probably. Chicago did name Andy Dalton their starter. We both put that in. Um <laughs> Much to everyone's chagrin, yeah. I don't think I don't think any football fan wanted Andy Dalton to be the starter. Nope. Um, and then San Francisco refused to name. Cal Shanahan has not officially named a starter. He has sort of hinted that the the 49ers will be using two quarterbacks. Right, but Jimmy G is going to be the starter week one. Okay, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, it would be like absolutely out of I think I think it honestly would be out of nowhere if he came out today and said Trey Lance is the undisputed starter yeah and you you did pick Jimmy G and I think that that's gonna be right I think you're right he will walk out there with the ones I think Trey Lance will play I also think that I think that it's gonna be very similar to Lamar Jackson's uh rookie season where Joe Flacco was the starter, but Lamar got a bunch of plays, um, and I think that he will be even more involved than Lamar was to start his career. Oh, I and we all remember it, it. All it took was a Joe Flacco injury for Lamar to vault the Ravens into playoff contention. So we'll see how this whole situation plays out, but I think it could be pretty similar. Absolutely. Did you have any other thoughts on I mean, on those five? The the Mac thing isn't really that surprising. The Cam Cam getting dropped is more surprising, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and the the only other thing is like, I probably would have started Locke week one. Yeah, um, we both we talked we both about it last week, and we mentioned yeah. how it's it's really hard it, it'd be much easier to go from drew lock to teddy bridgewater midseason than it would be to go from teddy to drew lock midseason um, completely agree yeah so yeah. i think that drew lock this might be the end for him as a denver bronco honestly because this is the type of this is the type of confidence killing stuff that really gets inside people's heads so hopefully oh yeah he keep his mind right yeah i it's looking i mean 
not super similar because Drew Locke was a second round pick, but this is giving me very Josh Rosen Cardinals vibes where they yeah. immediately move on after the second season, third season. So hopefully, I mean, there's always quarterback openings every I mean, offseason. Heck, Josh Rosen's still in the league, so. Hey, yeah, he is uh, Matt Ryan's direct backup. So, yeah, even even if he's not a starter next season, he will be on a team. But um, I think you're right. This could be the end of his Broncos tenure. All right, well, let's move on. We've got some a few big sports media headlines that we want to cover. Um, I, for one, I'm not going to speak for Sam here, I'm not a huge soccer fanatic. I'm not, I guess the other football, um, but we did have some big names on the move uh, in the last week or two. Lionel Messi is now on uh, Paris Saint-Gerard, I think is how you pronounce it, PSG, and Ronaldo returned to Man United, um, both very impactful. I know that both were very emotional to leave the teams that they were currently on, and both are very excited to be on their new teams, and uh, both should be in contention for the Champions League. So, yeah, that's exciting. It's big stuff. I know it's big stuff. I'm not a very big soccer fan either. Uh, yeah, I didn't but, want to say that. But, but um, I... it's the one thing that was crazy about that is all the stuff that, and I don't know what I'm talking about here, but all the stuff where Messi didn't actually want to leave, but he had to leave, it was very strange. So, what I have to say is uh, what the heck is going on in soccer? Why can't, if a good player wants to stay at a team and the team still wants him, why does he have to? It, it shouldn't be possible. Um, yeah, completely agree. It's weird the way that in my, my understanding of European soccer goes, especially the um, uh, in Spain, um, there's no salary cap per se, but a team can only spend a certain percentage of their earnings on players. Right. And the contract was just, it was going to, it was super weird. I don't, again, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge here, but really sad for Messi, but at least now he's on a, he's on a very good team in PSG. Oh, absolutely. And he's still really good. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, both these teams should be very, very good. So Yeah. Excited for both these guys too. I mean, they're they're some of the best soccer players of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, both could have be in contention for the goat. So that's it's weird to see them changing teams, but excited for the new possibilities. Our uh, next headline here is more of a meme than anything. And if you've been on Twitter in the last two days, you've seen this covered a lot. Um, but there was a team, a high school team, called Bishop Sycamore. Yep. Who had a game air on ESPN on Wednesday night, I believe. And they are not a registered high school. They played uh, IMG Academy, which is a huge high school in Florida that sort of recruits talent from yeah, all around the country it's basically like it's one of if not the best football program in the nation yeah it's like all those the basketball schools that just bring people in from all over right. uh, img is where a&m's former quarterback kellen mon went um so it's it's renowned as a very good high school team the meme of this is that bishop sycamore 
is not a registered high school, and it was made up of a lot of JUCO rejects. So guys that are Sam and I's age, 22, 23, 24, and IMG beat the tar out of oh, them. Oh, killed them. Killed them. Destroyed them. Which, okay, you put me out there on a field, and I'm going to get, you know, eaten up by an 18-year-old wide receiver. However, it's embarrassing. I mean, I, I the, the weird thing to me is I didn't understand, I, and I, I didn't read into this that much, frankly. I read, I know most of it but i don't i don't know if it came out as to why but the mind-boggling to me thing to me is why are these players playing for bishop zygamore yeah like i don't, I don't get it who knows who knows what, what and, was in it for more football experience i guess i don't know like i said they were failed junior college prospects so and the head coach like what was his what was his oh my game? god he he had an active arrest warrant mm-hmm. during the game, and he is now in jail. So, crazy stuff. Um, there has been some stuff come out about sort of the way that the quote-unquote high school was treating their players, and the parents didn't know a whole lot about what was going on behind the scenes. There were some high school-aged players on the team, and all of that is really sad, but it's just mind-boggling, like you said. It's just... And it made it on ESPN. I just don't know what the purpose was. Yeah, like that, me neither, man. That coach knew that he would be on national TV. He has an arrest warrant. Yeah. Like, what was the thought? Who knows? Very, very strange. I, I don't have that answer for you, yeah. so... That's all I wanted to say about that. And our last bit of sort of news is just that college football's back, baby. We uh, There was a pretty good game last night between Ohio State and Minnesota. Golden Gophers and almost some... pulled it off. Man, that would have been great, wouldn't it have? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've got some, uh, hey, one of your dogs is excited for A&M football this weekend. <laughs> yep. Desi's back there. She's She can't wait for us to beat the crap out of Kent State. It is going to be a fun game. I will be there, and hopefully by the end of the first quarter, we will see some some great Haynes King looks, some uh, return of Jimbo, and hopefully we're up by, like, four touchdowns. So we should we should beat them handily to be as good as we think we're going to be. Yes. Yeah, we should win by at least 30 points is what I say. Yep. yep. Uh, NFL news, uh, we mentioned it sort of earlier. Cam Newton, after being named the second quarterback on the Patriots, after Mac Jones was named the starter, was then released. Um, and everyone was like, wow, that's crazy. He made the team, or he didn't make the team, and Brian Hoyer made the team. Yep. Well, then Brian Hoyer was released. Yep, Brian so Hoyer, Mac Jones, also gone. Mac Jones is by far and away the most talented quarterback left on the Patriots, and good on him. I mean... After the draft, a lot of people would say that he was the guy least likely to start week one out of the five quarterbacks. He was the latest drafted. Bill Belichick really liked Cam Newton, but um, both in his play and in the fact that he's vaccinated, um, we'll, we'll get into that as a reason that Cam Newton may have been released. Mm-hmm. 
Mac Jones is going to start week one against the Dolphins, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, he played a hell of a preseason. He was PFF's highest-graded pre- preseason quarterback, and uh, I mean, he it will get a lot harder for him in the regular season. Oh, but, certainly. But and he's going to make rookie mistakes. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh yeah, there's ab- there's absolutely reason to be excited. I think that. Um... I think that if you're a Patriots fan, uh, this has to be best-case scenario for you going into the season. I don't think that it um, makes you any less likely to win games based on how how the team is built, and uh, it it makes a lot of sense. It makes all the sense in the world to just get him in there and get him him acclimated. See if he can uh, be a starter for years to come. And if he is, that means that the Patriots had a one-year stopgap between Tom Brady and then Mac Jones, and in that one year, shed all their cap issues and were able to sign a bunch of free agents. And that's just another reason that they're the dynasty that the NFL has had for the last twenty seasons, and not a whole lot of other teams can compete. Right. Um, our next bit of news slash it's really one of our listeners my my buddy dalton has some advice for us and hold on to that name he will most likely be appearing he's my he's my only texans fan friend um he had some advice he texted me and said that while we are a texans and jags focused show we are also covering the afc south more closely than any other division and we have not talked a whole lot about the Colts and Titans and so he said talk about the good of those while we talk talk about the bad of the Texans and Jags and while I agree uh, we will be talking those team one of those teams will most likely win the division Um, so as the season rolls on we'll talk more and more but right now it's kind of hard to abide by that advice because both teams are facing a lot of COVID protocol stuff both both starting quarterbacks are uh, on the COVID list. Um, the Colts have had just a huge wave of injuries, which just kind of seems to follow Carson Wentz. I mean, for real, just, like, just really tough. I mean, the Colts, if we want to do a little thing here for the Colts, I hated them bringing in Carson Wentz. I didn't think that that was the right Me too. Move. Me too. As far as uh, the Titans go, uh, before I see them playing the rest of the season, all I can say is they got a very stars and scrubs team, and yep. they could be. They're the Dallas they, Cowboys of the AFC. They could be good while everyone's healthy, but if someone goes, if one of those five stars goes down, they're screwed. So, yep. and right now Ryan Tannehill is one of those stars, and he is on the COVID list. Hopefully, I mean he has come out and said that he is vaccinated. So is their head coach Mike Vrabel. They will be out there week one. It's right. just. Um, it's just I'm not um, I'm not like crazy in love with any team in this division. No, as far as it's, the, really it's good, like it's the worst in the NFL this by is probably going to be the significant worst, margin. worst division in football. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, yeah, but we will be talking about them as the season goes yeah. on. Yeah. So speaking of bad divisions, we did see a team win the NFC East last year with a seven and nine record. I don't think that that's going to be the case here. I think that. The team that wins will most likely be over 500, just especially because they get to play the Texans twice. Absolutely. Um, so it's not like they're going to be awful, but the division as a whole looks pretty bleak. 
Um, but Dalton, we will we will talk about the positives as the season moves forward. It's just kind of hard to right now. Um, Sam, you wanna we we had our last preseason games, last one, big time games. stuff, big time, huge stuff. stuff. Uh, not so much for the Texans, but the Jags had a great third preseason game. Okay. Give me your thoughts on both teams. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start with the Jags. Um, it's pretty simple. Trevor is good. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is good at football. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he that translates into the regular season and beyond because he looked. Uh, he finally kind of put it together, um, and put in a like a elite performance. Uh, which you love to see as a Jags fan. It's all we wanted to see all preseason. Um, the other things to touch on is the O-line problems that we've been really struggling with throughout the preseason. I just want to remind people, those those are most likely exaggerated at this point. Because oh, 100%. Once again, I keep beating this beating this drum, but it, our O-line is, is not at 100% in these games. Um, it is a problem when we're talking about depth on our own line that is a yes, problem but as far is. as our starters go the protection is going to be better once the season starts yeah and and though they missed some time in the preseason none of the starters that we're worried about have long-term injuries they're all going to be there week one so yeah and the last thing i just have to say to any jags fans listening in to myself as well is don't get too excited because at the end of the day we are still a very bad football team yes we just aren't that good and um and unless we see like some miraculous growth in a lot of players we're just not gonna be that good this year it's that simple so you will be fun to watch though yeah which is there's, uh, there's a lot of good stuff to watch there not something you can say about the team you're gonna talk about next <laughs> and then as far as the texans go I I think that I, what I wrote down is I think the Texans will be drafting a quarterback next offseason. Yep. And, a... you know, I I don't want to hate on Davis Mills that much, but he's he's not, he, he simply hasn't shown enough. And he, to, to his credit, he would have to show a lot here. He hasn't shown enough, and I don't think he will be able to show enough this season to make the Texans not want to take, a, take like, the highest quarterback on the board. Um. And then yeah, also, sneaky, sneaky here, both own 16 teams in NFL history, went undefeated in the preseasons, uh, the, the season that they went 0-16. So maybe low-key fantastic thing that they lost to the Bucks week preseason week three? I'll take what I can get, Not going 0-16. Uh, the the uh, Texans, when we when we had our worst record ever, we went 2-14, and and we also went undefeated in the preseason. So I kept saying that. I kept making the jokes. We beat the Packers in Week 1 and then the Cowboys in Week 2, and I was starting to get a little nervous. I was shaking in my boots <laughs> a little bit. Um, so now we'll just go 3-14 and 14 yeah, there instead you go. of 0 oh, I'll say it right here, right now. Mainly and not worry about any uh, consequences of me saying it because I am not a Texans fan personally. Uh, they oh, will not go at sixteen. This oh, just won't happen. There's no way. Oh, and that is the sound of Sam McFadden cursing the Texans. <laughs> not that we haven't been cursed enough. Yeah, I've also got some preseason 
Uh, notes, starting with the Jags again. Can't be said enough. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. Uh, I think he had a perfect passer rating. He went 11 for 12 with almost 140 yards and two touchdowns. He's really good. Um, and and the one thing that I was sort of like questioning was the fact that he was out there for more than like three plays because yeah. Yeah. the Jags didn't play almost any other starter. It was him and James Robinson and LaVisca Chenault. Yep. And the wide receivers that he was throwing to Philip Dorsett and Pharaoh Cooper, both of whom had long catches and touchdowns, they were both released two days ago. Um, yes. And so it was sort of mind-boggling to me that Urban Meyer was risking Trevor Lawrence's health um, for a meaningless preseason game. But maybe, I mean, the Jags did beat the Cowboys pretty badly. So maybe he just wanted the team to get some confidence under them before I mean, before the season that. started. I, I agree. Like, if it were me coaching the team, I probably wouldn't have played Trevor Lawrence very much, if at all, in this game. Um, but what I will say is I think it worked out. Like, <laughs> Uh, like it's it remains to be seen whether or not Urban Meyer will be a head, good head coach, and I lean towards probably not that great a head coach in the NFL. Um, but this decision by him worked, so yeah, it worked really and, well. Uh, and I'm gonna take as many of those uh, those wins as I can in this season uh, for as long as I can until <laughs> Urban Meyer is no longer the head coach. So oh. <laughs> um, unless he proves me wrong, I'd love to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my last Jags note, well, I got a couple more. James Robinson got a lot of early work. He is for sure RB1, um, and he's here to prove the doubters wrong. It sucks that it had to take a Travis Etienne injury. Etienne will be missed. Um, but James Robinson is still good, so yeah. the Jags aren't – it's not a huge downgrade. It just sucks to lose I mean, that big of a talent in – it's ETN. it's not a huge downgrade to our running game, I don't think. It's just a downgrade to the offense in general. And yeah. um, you're right, though. This I I'd love it as a opportunity for James Robinson um, to show up in front of Urban Meyer and the new uh, coaching staff and and prove like, hey, I'm good enough to uh, to stick around. I'm good enough to warrant giving me carries, even when Etn is healthy. So yeah, um, and and. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco and Sean McVay in Los Angeles have both proved that while us nerds, us analytical people, like when teams pass the ball more than run the ball, there's a way to have an efficient running offense, and running the ball is important to getting the passing game activated. So having, hopefully, going into next season, you've got two great backs and James Robinson and Travis Etienne there to help. Um Hopefully, the the coaching staff sees enough to uh, carry both guys into next year. Yeah, and then we don't have to spend any high picks on running backs for the next... Ever again? Ever again, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Uh, And then the last, uh, to shift it back to positive, LaVisca Chenault is so freaking good, man. I mean, he is so shifty juking defenders out of their pants. I mean, he the the second Trevor Lawrence touchdown drive, he had three straight catches to wrap up the drive, including a screen that he took 20 yards. Let, let me just say this about the Jaguars' offense. is 
They've done a fantastic job about. They they, they have a fantastic wide receiver core. It's just what I would say. Yeah. Because Lavisca, surrounding retirement Lavisca, he's fantastic. Uh, yep. Not to mention DJ Chark, who everyone was in love with. Twelve. Right. Months he was ago. a Pro Bowler. Twelve months ago, people bowler. were in love with this guy, yeah. and now it's like he's just been tossed in the garbage. But he's still really good. Still at football. so good. And Trevor Lawrence is the type of quarterback that activates him instead then, of a Gardner Minshew or Blake whoever Bortles else he played with whatever. last year. And then also, Marvin Jones is really good at football still. Such an underrated receiver. Yeah, underrated Such addition. Underrated. And yeah. I want to put a spotlight on our and the guy we picked up from the Chargers, Tyron Johnson, I believe. Oh my God! Which was like I forgot y'all it was it a, it was a it was a great. That was a shock that the Chargers great waiver pickup. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised he dropped out, and he's not the guy. He's not the kind of guy that's gonna come in and and freaking kill it every game and be a stud. No, he's just he's just really fast. He's really yeah, really fast. He's, he's a speedster that Trevor Lawrence. He's got the arm to find him Absolutely. once every couple games so, for sixty yards. Look for some deep balls to Tyron Johnson later sometime in the season. And Trevor Lawrence proved in the preseason with Marvin Jones and with Philip Dorsett and with Pharaoh Cooper, a bunch of guys that aren't even on the team anymore, right. but that he can air it out and those guys will go catch. The, he puts it right in their bread basket. So I'm excited. It, it'll be a fun team to watch, like I keep saying. The Texans, on the other hand, um, so I talked about how Trevor Lawrence had a perfect passer rating. I think Davis Mills was like in the single digits. Um, he did have two touchdown passes, uh, one of which was <laughs> oh. to Nico Collins, which is always exciting. We, I, I, Nico Collins is a part of the Texans' future, even if Davis Mills is not. Oh, he better Nico be. Collins, Nico Collins skied up for an 11-yard touchdown. It was a good catch. Um, I So I took a bunch of notes watching the preseason highlights. Tom Brady's going to be fine. Uh, I, people didn't need to hear that, but uh, two of the first three drives went for long, like 70-yard touchdown drives. Uh, not to brag on the Texans, but we did block the extra point on one of them. Wow. And that was, so uh, we blocked an extra point and blocked a field goal this game, which is pretty much the highlight of the game, if that tells you anything. The, um, yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. Uh, Davis Mills, we were we were together this past weekend, Sam and I, and uh, after the first half of Davis Mills, I was reading his stats, and I did some over-unders with my friends. And I I shot a little high. I said over-under 25 yards, and they were like, oh, it's got to be under for sure. <laughs> it was eight passing yards on uh, on – or six passing yards on two of eight completions – couple of interceptions i think his pass rating was zero at the half it's um, tough look. yeah we had five turnovers as an offense and i think four of them came from davis mills tyrod taylor did have a fumble so four of them did come from davis mills um he's just so raw i my only comment he's so raw he's gonna have to show a lot this year to be a part of the team plans and like you said it's going to be almost impossible for that I mean, to happen. Who so. knows? Maybe he's fighting. Maybe he's. Maybe he's not even. They're not even thinking about him as a star, as a long term starter. Maybe. Maybe they're thinking. Well, if he shows out, he can be our backup. Maybe that's what they're thinking. 
Yeah, but then why spend a third round pick on him? That's you a know, good question. It's a good question. You should um, ask uh, the Texans that. We had so many other positions to fill, yeah. and we drafted a raw quarterback and a raw wide receiver with our first traded up so. for the wide receiver. Yes, uh, and then final note: our defense looked lost and like completely lost against the Bucks starters on the first drive. We had a tackle for loss that ended their drive, but then they, like I said, drove for 70 yards the next two and they were beating us in every which way. Uh, Chris Godwin just lit us up. Um, but we did end the preseason with 10 takeaways, which is, you know, just gotta be happy with what I can get. Absolutely. So, that's all I want to say about the Texans. Let's move on. Uh, we, we have something a little more fun to talk about now that our team draft, which, again, we're stealing from Mina Kimes. We are scoring it exactly how she and my Golik score it, which is uh, we're going to have a snake draft. We're each going to take turns drafting a team. Uh, we'll do a coin flip here pretty quick to see who gets the first pick. Um, and then rundown on the scoring each win that your team gets and i'll take i'll track this throughout the season each win that your team that you pick gets gets one point if your team makes the playoffs it's five points the divisional round it's five more you get 10 points for making the conference championship 10 points for making the super bowl and then another five for winning the super bowl um and mina and mike golick have sort of hammered out these details over the past couple of years so we're going to trust what they have to say, and uh, we're going to get this thing started. Sam, do you have a way for us to randomize draft Absolutely order? Absolutely, I do. I have this. I have a, uh, a coin, to fl- a virtual coin that we can flip, and you'll just oh, have so to, I'm gonna have to trust you'll just you have to this. take my word for it on this. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I promise. I won't, oh, sure, sure, I sure. I won't screw with it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right. Call, uh, Flip it. You call it. All right. Three, two, one, call it. Heads. It's heads. Oh, let's go. Oscar Barkas, let's you have go. the first pick in our inaugural team draft. And we were talking before. I uh, did not do any... any um, sort of preparation for this but i do know who i'm picking number one and that is the tampa bay buccaneers wow yeah wow. okay 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 uh, in, uh if you don't need to explain why you took the buccaneers so high just explain to me why you didn't take uh the chiefs why you chose yeah, so bucks I, over I, chiefs i figured that that was going to be your question i figured that that was who you had next or maybe who you even had first and while I do agree that the Chiefs have such a positional advantage at quarterback and at tight end and then have one of the top five wide receivers in the league, you can make a case that Tyreek Hill's number one. Um, they are sort of with they sort of have that Titans curse. They uh, are a studs and stars and studs type of roster. And if one of those guys goes down, uh, the Bucks are just so loaded. Maybe not in terms of depth, but every starter on the Bucks is 
a stud, and I, I can't necessarily say that about the Chiefs. While I do have the Chiefs picked out of the AFC, I think that the Bucks could just go ahead and run it back. I, I certainly, certainly they could. Um, personally, I have the Chiefs number one overall, so that's okay. so that's who I'm going to take here. Um, yep, and, and I'm going to be can't blame and you I'm going to be happy about it. Uh, okay, but um, I. I mean, you already talked about it a little bit. I, I kind of, I don't think they're as stars and scrubsy as the Titans or, or the or no, the Cowboys. Um, I mean, if if Patrick Mahomes goes down, certainly they're screwed. Uh, yeah, but that's the case with any team. Right, right. Um, but we don't really have to get into the Bucks and Chiefs so much. It's just whether you want one or the other. I think everyone would take them one and two in some sort of position. Um, but I am happy to get the Chiefs here with the second pick. Yes, you should be. And then who's your net? We're doing snakes, so Sam gets two picks so in I a get row. The third pick. Now's now's where the pressure turns on. Okay, I'm th- I'm thinking through a couple of teams here. There's a couple of teams I could pick from. Okay. Uh Man, okay, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the. The Packers. Let me take the Packers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I was, uh, I was thinking that they were going to fall to either my third or fourth or my second or third pick. So I'm. Uh, no, I'm taking I'm the Packers here. Uh, and I. There's this or another team. I'm taking the Packers mainly because um, none of the other teams in the division scare me even a little bit. Uh, uh, I think that the Packer. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to ball out again this season. That team is very good. Their defense, very good. their defense is only getting better. Jerry yeah. Alexander is only getting better. I, the stud. Um, and they were a. They very well could have been the Super Bowl champs last year. Oh, super easily. easily. Yeah. Um, they yeah. that was a very winnable game against Tampa Bay. They had in the and NFC there's a reason that. Mike Pettin is not the defensive coordinator anymore. Exactly. So I'm um, taking the Packers here. I think they their ceiling is Super Bowl champions this year. I don't think, I'm and I would not surprise me at all if they if they did end up winning. Yeah, yeah. Well, my next pick here is, is sort of the inverse of the first round. Who I thought that you would take here, and it is the Buffalo Bills. That is the other team I was stuck between. Sad, um, sad to lose the Bills. Yeah, great team. Um, I'm deciding whether I want to say who I'm taking next. I haven't even decided that yet, so let's just talk about the Bills first. They and another team both came reasonably close to beating the Chiefs in the playoffs in the AFC uh, championship, or in the AFC playoffs. Um, And while I think the Buccaneers would have won regardless against whoever came out of the AFC the Bills kind of have something that they've got some fire under their seats almost. Their their quarterback took the next step last season. Uh, the defense sort of fell off, but started progressing as the season went along. And then they went and addressed their biggest holes in drafting Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Basham in the first two rounds, um, both of whom are pass rushers. So... I, you know, I like the front office. I like the coaching staff. I like Josh Allen. 
Stefan Diggs. The team is very talented, and uh, I'm excited that they're my second pick. Yeah, and the only reason I didn't take the Bills is because if I I would bet on the Bills not winning their division before I would bet on the Packers not winning their division, if that makes sense. Yes, makes complete right. sense. I was sort of going to make a joke and make the uh, make my next pick the Detroit Lions, <laughs> but I, I don't even want to put that out yeah. in the air. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more competition in the AFC East than there is in the NFC North. My next pick, this is where things I I've got two teams that I am choosing between. I you can probably guess who those two teams are. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to do it. I think Rams. that they have while sort of the same as the Chiefs have a stars and studs E roster um i think that sean mcveigh is angry he was the boy wonder of the nfl for uh, three seasons ago and then they lost in the super bowl and jared goff sort of tailed off and he got his quarterback this offseason and he's ready to prove a lot of people wrong um i heard mina kimes on the bill simmons podcast talking about or maybe it was bill simmons talking to mina um, saying how, yes, he was that wonder kid. Um, he is angry that his peers, his friends, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, are being talked up more than he is now. And I think that he's coming into this next season full of full of uh, stuff to prove. Absolutely. The Rams and I should be fantastic. Matthew Stafford fits that offense just like a glove so i i like the pick the rams are definitely going to be fantastic this year uh the only thing i would say is that that is the toughest division in football yes so we shall see i agree um there very well could be three playoff teams out of this division um in the very hot rams and 49ers i I might project that actually with seven playoff um, teams all right, I got the next two picks, huh? Yes. Ooh, really cracking down now. Man. My, I, I had a second team that I was picking between them and the Rams, and I'm wondering if you'll, you, you, you will pick them in one of your next two picks. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna get. Uh, am I gonna get wild with it? I'm gonna get wild with it. Oh no! I'm gonna get wild with it, and I'm gonna say uh, run with a team who I think is only gonna get better. I think they're gonna be the top of their division, the Cleveland Browns. Okay, that's who I would have picked next. The Cleveland Browns uh, is my next pick. Uh, I think that they will beat out the Steelers and the Ravens, the top of that division. That's what I would say also. Um, that team is so good. They're going to have the best offensive yeah. line in the league. That running game is going to be unstoppable. OBJ is back. I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily in love with OBJ, but he is back and that does help. And yes. I think they're good enough to make some noise in the playoffs. I don't know if they're I don't know 100%. I don't know if they're good enough to win a Super Bowl, but they're definitely good enough to make some noise. Yeah, I um they they were the other team and I 
have to say they could give a bucks the bucks a run for their money on terms of in terms of the most loaded rosters. Oh, absolutely. It's just that there's a pretty significant difference between the quarterbacks, and that's why they don't have the Browns as high as our upper echelon. And then the next one I'm going to take is I'm just sticking with who I think is going to be a division winner here and who I think is going to be a division, who I'm pretty confident will be a division winner is the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. I, they were going to go soon. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the division. Washington is the team that scares me. Um, the, the Eagles don't scare me. The Giants scare me a lot less than they did at the end of last year. Um, yeah, then three weeks ago. <laughs> the football team, their offense got a lot better, um, which is scary. But I think that that defense, um, I think that they... Still young. They're still young, and I think they performed... Like, I don't think their defense is going to be as good this year as it was last year, uh, just purely because or I think they outplayed stays... what they were doing. I, I agree because they played a lot of bad teams, right? Um, and even if they just stay, if they there's, it's just parity. They they stay the same. People will be disappointed in that defense, which they shouldn't be. It's one of the most loaded and youngest in the NFL. But and also, I I expect Dak Prescott to play the entire season to be healthy. And the Cowboys were behind uh, the Washington Football Team by one game last year. Yes, with Dak Prescott, without their quarterback, so, and without two of their linemen, and so you can say that the football team upgraded too with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I would say Ryan Fitzpatrick is not as big of an upgrade as getting Dak Prescott Prescott back. What? Is. So don't be crazy. Uh, no. uh, so Cowboys, I think is a good pick here. I think so too, um, and uh, they may have been one of my next two picks. This is sort of where I. Start taking pot shots mm-hmm. almost. I, my my next team just based off talent and um, oh god. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Ravens. I'm gonna pick the Ravens. Um, this also hedges against your Browns take. Yeah. I don't feel great about it with how much talent they've lost in in their receivers, but that's not and with J.K. Dobbins missing the season. But the Ravens' bread and butter is running the football. They still have Lamar. They've got still a pretty talented starting running back in uh, Gus Edwards. So that's the team I'm going to go with next. Uh, And then I'm between two teams here again. And both would be hedges against myself, I'm realizing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks. Good pick. I like it. Um, Russ is back. He's happy. Offensive line upgraded. Um, they brought in Shane Waldron. And uh, if he can implement the offense, any like a, a fraction of the offense they've got going on down in Los Angeles... He, he comes from the Rams coaching tree. Um, that will be better than what uh, Brian Schottenheimer was running with the team last year. Certainly. So, And their defense, their defensive line could use some work, but their defense as a whole should be all right. So 
much better than the start of last season. Oh, much better. <sighs> All right, Sam, give me your next pick. All right. Oh, boy. I had two picks in a row here. And I'm going to go with wins. And I'm going to go with another potential division winner. I'm going to go, first of all, I'm going to finish off that division. I'm going to take the 49ers. Okay, smart. Um, they're going to win more games than they did last year. They went 6-10 last 100%. year. They'll, be, they'll, be, they'll have a positive uh, win percentage. Uh, and absolutely they could win this division. Like it t- could totally happen. I mean... Um, we talk about talent level of the roster. If Trey Lance is as good as we think he is, that, that team could make a Super Bowl run. So Right. Um, and then with my other pick, I'm taking... I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. Okay. You did not pick my next team. So I'm... I was about... I, I had the bastard comment just preloaded. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take yeah. the Tennessee Titans. There's one other team that I was really thinking about here. Um... But I do think that Tennessee wins this division this year. Um, I, I think that, and therefore they'll be in the playoffs. And while I'm not crazy impressed with them, like I said earlier, I still think they're the most talented team in the uh, division. So I'm happy with them. Yeah, you should be. That's a, that's a good team. Not as good, though, in my opinion, as the New England Patriots. Um, that defense is so freaking stacked. People forget they had a lot of opt-outs last year, um, and then they spent a lot of money this offseason. Um, that division is tough. They've got the Bills in front of them. Uh, but this was the team that I was talking about as an alternative to the Seahawks, so I'm glad they snuck back to me. Um, this is a big bet on Mac Jones, but also uh, not a huge bet because they've got such a good running back core and a great defense so oh great defense. that's my next pick my only my only qualm with their defense is stefan gilmore had down here last year he's not going to be weeks. there for six weeks yeah he's going to be there to week seven that secondary is a weakness and we'll see if they can it we'll see if the strength in the front seven can cover that up enough yeah, and that uh, is the reason that I'm not taking a team that I was considering taking with my second pick. I just crossed them off the list because I realized there was a lot of similarity there. Um, and my next pick, I was about to do something crazy, but I'll wait on that for a little bit. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers. That was the other team I was thinking about. Yeah, I think that they are... God, it's, it's so... You can't say it before the season talking about the Chargers. Yeah, talk about it. But they've they've got they've got so many good players, and uh, of course the curse that exists there. There's a ch- there's always a chance that they uh, that that talent starts shedding fast. But I'm a big believer in that defense. They now have Brandon Staley at the helm of the team, and I'm he he turned the Rams into the number one overall defense last year. And then they've got Justin Herbert, who was a rookie sensation. And I think that while as a whole, especially for fantasy, he might disappoint in comparison to last year, um, I'm excited about the team. Absolutely. Yeah, the Chargers, that's that's one I want on my team, mainly because I just like the Chargers, like what they're doing. It's an exciting team uh, to watch. 
Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just play run. Um, shore up some division winners here on my next two picks. Uh, I'm gonna take in no particular order the Indianapolis Colts and the Washington okay. football team. Um, okay. I, the the football team were a uh, team that I was gonna pick next. Yeah. So. Um. I am confident that the Titans or the Colts will take home that division title. One of them will be a playoff team this year. Um, same with the Cowboys and football team. Uh, not to mention the fact that, like, I just think they'll win games. Like, I think I think all of those teams have a good chance to be positive in the win column uh, by the end of the season. And uh, with the Washington football team in particular, I just have a little bit of a sweet spot in my heart for them this year. Uh, so... <laughs> You're a big Antonio Gibson big guy. Big Antonio, so Antonio Gibson yeah. guy. So, uh, hoping to see him succeed. So, uh, Oscar, what's your next pick, and why is it the Houston Texans? Oh, don't don't. I've, <laughs> we know they're they're our last pick. Let's just <laughs> skip past that. Um, God, I don't want to. This is gonna be this for those listening. This is gonna be a long episode just because I'm flipping back and forth. I'm tilting over here. I'm going to... Same same rationale. No particular order. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins yeah. and then the New Orleans Saints. Good picks. Really good picks. Yeah, so I... Um, I don't have a ton of confidence in either of these teams to win their division, but there's, also, there's always a good chance... I mean, there's a pretty good chance that both are wildcard teams and Making the playoffs gets you some points, so um, that's pretty much all I got to say. Both have some talent on defense. The offense is the question mark on both teams, in my opinion, just because we're not super sure about either quarterback, but better than um, a lot of the remaining teams, in my opinion. So that's that's those are my picks. Absolutely. Uh, now, now we're really getting down to the gross. <laughs> the nitty section. gritty. <laughs> uh, okay, there's, there's, there's two. A clear there's team two. In my I think there's two clear teams in my opinion. Okay, here. and that's gonna be first off the Denver Broncos. God, I, oh. yeah, it's the Broncos for sure. You suck. And then, um, and then after that, it's the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Those were the two, Those were the two was... left that are like. They are, you know, they have a lot of talent on those teams. The Steelers, I mean, the Steelers could very well be, like, playoff, another double-digit double digit win. You... Like, like, super, it's like, that would not be the craziest thing in the world. They won the, the right stuff goes right. They, they won, won the, the division. division last year. Like, it's not that crazy. And then the Broncos, that team is so good. The only question yeah. is Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. That's the only question. So I, I feel yeah. comfortable taking him here. I you know they're gonna start off with a win, no question, because they played the Giants week one, um, and I think that's uh, I th- they have, they have an easy schedule to start off with. They could very well start yes. off three and zero. So uh, yeah. I like I like their odds. You suck. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Should have taken them. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't talk myself into it. And uh, something that I have talked myself into while you were talking is just a pot shot at the off chance that the Packers do not win the NFC North. Okay. And so I'm going to go Bears Vikings back to back. That's disgusting. I hope you know that. Yeah. I don't like you. It sure is. <laughs> That's disgusting. It sure is. However, a <laughs> couple of reasons. 
I just wish that I could combine the teams and put Justin Fields on the Vikings, yeah. and then I think that that is a playoff team. Oh, for sure. Um, the Bears did lose a lot of talent on their defense last year, but um, they do tend to always have like a top 20 defense. Um, and then the Vikings were a very bad defense last year, and Mike Zimmer's not going to let that happen again. Uh, and then both teams, both teams have their weaknesses throughout, but they also have exciting players that are at the forefront of their offense, whether it's uh, Justin Fields and Allen Robinson on the Bears or Dalvin Cook and uh, Justin Jefferson on the Vikings. So I think there's a pretty good chance that one of those two teams makes it to the playoffs. Um, the Bears did make it last year going 8-8. Eight they did. Partly, mainly because of the NFC East being so bad last year. Mainly, yes. So, we shall see. We shall see. I hate both of those picks. I hate those teams. I don't want... I'm glad you took them, because I don't want them. Okay, so who are you going to take next? Um, <laughs> um, teams, Who's better? Teams that are exciting. That's who. I will take... Say the Raiders, say the Raiders, oh, say the man. Raiders. I'm not gonna say, I don't want to say the Raiders. It's <laughs> oh, so gross. Yeah, sure is. <sighs> man. <sighs> this sucks. There are 11 teams left, I believe. Yeah, and they all are gross. Yeah. I'm going to take... They're called the bottom third for a reason, so... Oh, I know this is great podcasting. Uh, <laughs> a lot of just contemplating sounds over on Sam's end. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Okay, that's that was gonna be one of my picks. My, I'm not as high on them as I, as I would be if they weren't in the hardest division in football. Um, but or if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury was not the coach. Right, but I think they're good enough to win to win some games for sure. I agree. Um, and then I will take. Oh. Oh boy. I am going to take the Carolina Panthers. Damn it, yeah. you. I'm going to take the Panthers. Um, okay. Sam Darnold's okay. season, baby. Let's rock. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, their defense, speaking of young defenses as we did with the 40 or with the football team, the Panthers' defense is very young and could make a huge leap this sure, year. Sure, sure. Um, however, Sam Darnold is uh, one to put your trust in, for sure. <laughs> um, I am going to wrap up the NFC South and take the Falcons. Yeah, that was my next team. Um, not that I love the team, but... You know, there you could you could make a case. Matt Ryan's still a serviceable quarterback yeah. uh, that that has high upside weeks. Um, they're bringing in Arthur Smith, who was a great play caller with the Titans. Defense needs some work, but we're we're in the the dregs of the league now. Um, <sighs> I'm gonna do it just to screw with you i'm gonna take the jaguars okay take them man you got it i don't want them in this i have to root for them in real life yeah and so then we can root for them together how about that 
Sounds good to me, man. There's you have the last pick, so you get to pick the Texans. Oh, not if I pick them first. Um, no, you you have the last. Yeah, pick. I know. Not if I pick them first. Oh, before that. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so maybe a good time to just give you guys an idea of what we are working with with the last seven picks here. We got the Giants, the Eagles, the Lions, the Texans, the Jets, the Bengals, and the Raiders. Yep. And I'm going to take the Bengals. Wow. Oh. I know. I don't like I'm it. I'm going to take I'll the be Bengals. Honest. And I'm going to take the... Oh. And I'm going to take the Giants. Oh, you suck. Yeah. Uh, so, good luck. Have fun picking... <laughs> Uh, the Eagles and the Raiders. Yeah, between the Eagles, Jets, Texans, Raiders, and uh, uh, Lions. The Gi- at the, at uh, the Giants, at, so the Bengals have promising young offensive weapons and an okay defense. The Giants have a good defense. And, and Daniel Jones at Daniel the, the front. So, you know, at least one half of their team is promising. Yeah. Um, God. I just want to hear you say Raiders. I want to hear you say. I don't want to do that, but I have to. I know you're going to pick them. They have to be one of my teams. I know you're going to pick them, and I want to hear you say it. Eagles, Texans, Raiders, Lions, and Jets. Jets. All right, just so I can push off the Raiders for one more pick, I'm going to do something crazy. Take I'm picking the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Take them. All right. Uh, the Carl Lawson loss really hurts. That um, He was going to be their, their absolute stud on the defensive side of the yep. ball. But their coaching staff is one that I really like, and they brought in a sort of uh, high upside quarterback in – Zach Wilson. So as much, and they've, you know, they've they've invested in that offensive line. So hopefully, all of those factors combine to a eight win season. That would be my hope. <laughs> eight wins. Um, and, oh my goodness. And then I'm taking the Raiders, and we can just move on. I, I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, that's gross. I just realized that I have the last pick, you so do. I will be. Taking you Texans. get the Texans. Woohoo! Uh, okay, so we got the Eagles, the Lions, the Texans, and that's it. And I will be taking the Eagles with this pick. So you have the entire NFC East, so you're guaranteed <laughs> the playoff winner from oh, that absolutely. Um, and bold take maybe two playoff teams? Um, yeah, maybe. And then uh, the Lions. Okay. Yeah. And it's that. simply because they will be better than the Texans, probably. Yeah, that's uh, probably like two or three more points yeah. just because he got the Lions instead of the Texans. But hey, listen, wins. last season going into it, the Texans this season is the Jaguars last season, or is the Jets last season, and the Lions this season are the Jaguars last season. Look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. That was very that was mean. mean to bring up. That was, yeah. 
Hey, the Jets got the uh, Jets got Zach Wilson, man. Yeah, they sure did. Um, and the Texans will get the second best quarterback in the draft. So, um, I think that we should run through our complete draft really quick, yeah. and then we've got one last segment. We got a fantasy corner, and then we're gonna cut it off because I know we're running a little long. Mm-hmm. Sam, give me your team though. Drafting from the the two All spot. Right, I draft from two spot. I got the Chiefs, the Packers, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Niners. The Titans, the Colts, the football team, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Bengals, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Lions. That's pretty, uh, pretty good team. Not bad. I have the Buccaneers, the Bills, the Rams, the Ravens, a lot of our names, mm-hmm. Seahawks, Patriots, Chargers, Dolphins, Saints, Bears, Vikings, Falcons, Jags, Jets, Raiders, and Titans. Texans. Texans, sorry. I wanted to <laughs> take take a higher pick. So um, we shall see. That wraps up our team draft, um, and we'll probably give you an update about midseason yeah, on absolutely. how our teams are looking, but that's a lot of fun. Thank you, Mina Kimes, for that idea. Absolutely. Sam, you got any closing thoughts on that? Um, just that I beat the socks off you. My team's way better. Oh, I just realized I've got the entirety of the AFC East. Look at that. So we, there you go. We, we both uh, managed the entirety of the Eastern uh, conference, or divisions. Mm-hmm. You've got the NFC. I've got the AFC. We'll see who's better. Oh, I'm excited. All right, and then our uh, last little segment here is a fantasy corner. There was a big dr- trade. Uh, Sam and I planned on uh, recording this episode a little earlier in the week, so it was a lot more fresh. Yeah. But I will run the trade by you again, Sam, and I want you to give me your thoughts. We had a – well, we, we talked about our buddy Josh, who traded you a lot of early picks – at the end of last season, which gave you a super team this season, also made Josh's team very bad, uh, which was made worse by the J.K. Dobbins injury. Josh called that the end of his season, which is fair. So he is punting. He traded his Russell Wilson, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Corey Davis, and then a sixth and seventh round pick next year to a guy named Caleb for, and Caleb received Mac, or sorry, Caleb received all of that. Josh received Mac Jones, Ronald Jones, Miles Sanders, Robert Woods, and then a second and fourth round pick next year. So we've got some action early. Um, Tell me how you're feeling. I mean, it's just, um, the trade itself, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world for Josh. It makes yes. a lot less sense for Caleb. It, um, let's go out and say it's a pretty fair trade. It's fair enough. A second, fourth round pick. Fair enough. To um, basically, he already had a good quarterback, so getting Russell Wilson isn't that big a deal over Mac Jones. Yeah, he had, he had Lamar Jackson. Ronald, J- Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are a wash, in my opinion. 100 uh, miles sanders giving up miles sanders and getting nick chubb nick chubb i like him a lot more don't get me wrong but but it's the upgrade, the worth upgrade a second round pick. Um, is not worth a second round pick uh, or a fourth or a fourth round pick or both 
Uh, and then going down from Robert Woods to Corey Davis is baffling. Interesting. It's baffling. Yeah. Um, so what it really should have been, in my opinion, if it was going to be, if you're going to trade those high picks and you're and you're getting Nick Chubb and Corey Davis, I think it should be you give up those two picks, you give up Ronald Jones, and you get both those guys, and that's it. Um, I agree. That, that is my that is my take also. Um, and the nice thing for Josh, he got Mac Jones back in the trade, and he was a 14th round pick in our draft. Yeah. So Josh might be able to keep him next season, certainly. which is another pick, basically. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic pick for Josh. Uh, a f- fantastic trade for Josh. Um, and we will see uh, what he does with it, if he can make himself a super team next year. Um, but it's just like you'd think that people would learn. Yeah, from trading Not picks. Trade yeah, picks. I, I would hope so. And but people don't. So that's just how it goes. Um, if you're in a league where you can trade for picks, make like make sure when you're making trades, you're when you're talking to people about trades, gauge their interest, gauge how much they value their picks, because you'll have people yes. every year that think their team is better than it is that you can take picks from every single year. Also. If you're going to trade away draft picks, gauge how much you can receive for that from the rest of the league. Because yeah. I would also be fine with punting on this season for a second and fourth round pick, but right, we are. Uh, but here we are. We're okay. Yeah, we're here. Um, yeah. So... so that was our big league news. Followed up quickly, actually, this morning by a big, uh, big team move by uh, the team that I manage. We we released Quadre Olison after he was cut by the Falcons. So tough, you know, pretty, pretty equal in terms of relevance move to that big trade. So, all right, last, last little question here really quickly before we sign off. I just thought of it. Percentage chance Texans make uh, the Super Bowl in the next 15 years. I'd say like 25 or 30%. No, that's a little high. Let's say let's say fifteen percent in the next fifteen, the next 15 years, years. That's a lot of the years. Texans make the Super Bowl fifteen percent. I'm gonna give God, the, I'm gonna give the Jaguars eight percent. If it's less than fifteen, um, that yeah, let's 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 wrap the episode up. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll see for you next listening. week. Thanks for coming in and hating yourself with us, and uh, we will see you next week. See you guys.